This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All righty, gang. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we go, everybody. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It's another show. It's another day. And it's Friday. Text the show Friday. Today, we're going to take text messages from... A bunch of our fans, we got quite a few already that came through that I'll read here in a few minutes. We got, we're going to get going here. There's Marley. He's excited about the show today. He's all, look at him. He is all excited, right, Marley? Anybody wants to know, Marley is a marmoset monkey. He was rescued down here in Cabo San Lucas where my wife and I, Kelly, live. We have Three rescue cats and a rescue monkey. And uh, today the, the baby kitties are laying in the bedroom because they had a little operation yesterday, so they don't have any more babies. So they're not going to be on the show today, but Marley's going to be on the show just by himself today. And uh, as always, I'm here. My beautiful wife is out taking care of some stuff today. So it's just me and Marley and you guys. So we're going to do text the show. If you guys have something that you would love to talk about, you want to let me know you have some questions. I'll try to do my very best to answer them. This is all about saltwater fishing in Southern California, Mexico, and pretty much anywhere you throw your line in the water. The stuff I talk about is applicable pretty much anywhere. Remember, fish are just fish. You overthink it. You don't need to overthink it. They're just fish. They're it's they're not that smart. The smartest fish in the ocean is dumber than the smartest mouse. So don't overthink it. Don't buy into all the stuff you got to have. What I've learned over the 48 years of fishing for a living is uh, whoever spends the most money on it usually catches the least amount of fish. It's not about having the very, very, very finest of everything and the matching outfit and the matching hat, and the matching shoes and the matching pole and the matching reel. It's all about technique and ability. It has nothing to do with the clothes you wear. It has nothing to do with that. I fish flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt every single day. I seem to do fairly well. I get lucky sometimes. But gang, now that we're getting going, we got quite a few people watching. Don't forget this t-shirt back there, the logo with the t-shirt or the t-shirt with the logo on it. If you have one of these and you show up to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, yes at the Orange County Fairgrounds, March 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, you will get some free stuff. I will have a bag of free stuff. We're going to be handing out free stuff. 
to the people that show up wearing our shirt. If you show up wearing one of these shirts, you got a good chance of getting, a, well, not a good chance, you're going to get free stuff. Hats, sunglass holders, odd jerky, stuff like that. We're going to be handing out at the show only to people that show up wearing the shirt. It's not going to be like my normal where I just throw free stuff to everybody. This year, you got to pay, you got to earn it. You have to show up. You have to represent your saltwater guide. Gang, you want to um, go to our store, your saltwater guide, the store, and just by entering the store, you're going to get entered into another contest. We're giving away a, a four-pack on bowline sport fishing for you and three of your closest friends to go fishing with Justin on bowline sport fishing. And I'm going to fly up from Cabo, and we're going to go, and we're going to try to catch one of those nice bluefin that are living in Southern California. We don't know when the trip's going to go, but we're going to give it away on February 1st, and then we'll get together with whoever wins. And we'll figure out the very best day to go. And we'll get out there and we'll make it happen. We'll work around your schedule because it is your trip. But how do you in get into that contest? Just go visit our store. No purchase necessary. Just by visiting the store, your name will get put into a hat. And then uh, my SEO guy will let me, will give me all the names. We'll put them in a hat and Kelly Girl will pick them on February 1st. We'll have a special show. And we'll give away that trip on bowline sport fishing. We give away a free trip every single year we've been doing it. This is the fourth year we've been doing it. Lots of very happy people. We give away full charter trips just like we're doing this time. You don't have to have anything. You don't have to have any of the equipment. You don't have to have anything. All you have to do is show up. You're going to have the time of your life. You're going to have food to eat, sodas and waters to drink remember when you go fishing how do you get to my store go to your saltwater guide your saltwater guide your saltwater guide when you're there you'll see your saltwater guide the store it's very very simple you just click right on that or on facebook instagram tiktok youtube everything is a funnel that leads you right to your saltwater guide just by clicking on my profile everything takes you to my website Everything takes you to my store. It's a very, very easy transaction in there. And, and don't forget, on uh, around the middle of February, we're launching our new app. We're going to have the very best app for sport fishing. It's going to be live sometime in the middle of February. I'm told by the app designers that it should be ready by the 16th of February. That's what we're hoping for. But we'll definitely have it going full speed for the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival. You want to make sure you're on my website before that happens because I guarantee you it's not free to build an app. And an app like mine that carries over 400 videos, it's it's not free. So the price of tea in China is going up on the, your saltwater guide. So if you're already in, you're already in. You don't have to do anything. You'll have the app. The app will be live. It'll be spectacular. I'm not asking anybody that's already a member for anything. I appreciate all of you that are already members. I'm just letting you know, you're all going to be members someday. So why wait until I charge? Well, Kelly's way into you guys waiting. She's like, yeah, let them wait. Then she just gets to buy more, more stuff. I want to do you a biggie and do you a favor and, let you know the price is going to be going up. Those of you that already have it, you don't have to worry about it. But those of you that don't, yeah, the price is going up. So 
just so you know. All right? So here we go, gang. We got a bunch of questions. So I'm going to let you guys go. Here's the very first question. Rich sent this to me yesterday. And this is a big one. And this is my very most favorite thing to do is fish for calico bass. So we're going to talk about calico bass fishing in the kelp. Here's what Rich says. He goes, can you... Uh, Describe to us what you do because we go to the kelp at La Jolla. We go to green tanks. We go to five tanks. We follow your game plans. We go up there. We do exactly what you say. We get there. We throw a bunch of chum. Bass are cartwheeling everywhere. And we start casting our lines out and we keep hooking the kelp. Then we break our hook off. Then we go and we put on a lure and we hook the kelp. And then we put on a plastics and we hook the kelp. All right, so we're going to talk, Rich, thank you. This is a phenomenal question because this is one of my very most favorite things to do. And if you watch a lot of my videos, you'll see us fishing right in the middle of the kelp. Gang, what you want to do when you're fishing the kelp, first of all, you want to set your boat up off the kelp enough that the boat is not setting in the middle of the kelp because that's not good. You want to set up on the outside edge of the kelp bed when the current's flowing downhill the kelp usually fishes the best when it's flowing downhill and we have videos all about that on our website your saltwater guide and rich is already a member so he knows what i'm talking about but here's where it gets kind of weird if you can cast to the kelp then you're and it, and it goes right to the edge you're perfect if you cast and your line goes way past and it gets out in the middle of the bush or the kelp and every time you cast you're casting right into it you need to pull your anchor and slide your boat out a little bit farther, then reset your anchor. Yes, anchor. I talk about anchoring all the time on our website. You have to anchor on these spots. You can't drift through them. You can't drift on these. I'm not talking about fishing plastics. We're talking a totally different. I'm a bait guy. We're talking fishing bait. But a lot of times when you're anchored on the spot and you're fishing bait, they'll eat the surface iron they'll eat the plastics they'll eat the chrome they'll eat all kinds of stuff but that's because you're increasing the prey density level but first thing you want to do is make sure you're not too deep in the kelp that every time you throw your line in the water you snag the kelp when you're fishing with plastics in the kelp you want to go to like war baits and efren makes a phenomenal lead head that won't snag the kelp it's called a weedless leadhead, and Afrin makes a phenomenal leadhead. So if you put one of Corey's, Sandin's, bitchin' baits on one of his plastics on there, and you put that on there, and then you cast it on the warbait's head into the kelp, you can actually fish your plastics through the kelp and not snag the kelp. But if you're going to fish bait and you throw it in the kelp, here's this is my favorite part, and, and those of you that fish bait in the kelp and are good at it, you know what I'm talking about. When you cast your bait into the kelp, that fish is going to grab your bait, and he's already got a plan, and he's going to turn around and haul ass. Excuse me, I didn't mean to say ass. All the children listening get free stuff. But he's going to grab your bait, and he's going to haul butt back into the kelp and try to tangle you up on the kelp. What happens, the minute you feel your the fish stuck in the seaweed you're going to throw your reel in free spool and you're going to take all the slack out you're not you're going to take the bend out of it the slack out of it zero tension immediately zero tension and that way 
Here's what happens. The fish thinks the line's broke. He doesn't think he's hooked to anything anymore. And he starts to move. You're, you're going to put the reel in gear with no tension. And you are going to, in a quick motion, you are going to jerk up really fast. And he's going to come barreling out of that kelp. If it doesn't work that time, back into freeze pull. Back into freeze pull, let the fish think the line broke. And then you're going to try the same thing. And you're, I'll usually do it two or three times to jerk my fish out of the kelp. And if it doesn't work, two or three times, freeze pull. And I mean, freeze pull, total slack, no tension at all. If there's a tiny bit of tension, that fish won't move. You got to go free spool, total slack. Or what I like to do is put a big bend in my rod, drop the tip really quick. So it's total. Oh, I didn't mean to scare you, Marley. Scared my monkey. Drop the tip really quick. The fish will think the line broke. Then jerk up really fast. He just All he has to do is move his nose a tiny bit and you pull him right out of the kelp. So weedless leadheads, Warbait makes the very best. Afrin is one of the very, very best at it. And then Corey Sandin pours the very, very best bait in the world. The MC swim baits are the very, very best. So you want to do that and you want to make sure you're using a weedless lead head. And then if you're fishing bait, it's all about finesse. It's all about getting them out of there. But here's what happens. If you pull on it hard and don't stop the minute you feel it stuck in the kelp, well, then you've got it so stuck in the kelp that all you can do is break your line off, tie another hook on and go again. If you watch my videos, I'm going to be putting out here soon about fishing in Lopez Mateo. It's just like fishing in the kelp. And I go through in a day, 30 or 40 hooks. Hey, Casey Carter, I miss you, man. That's what we do. We go through a phenomenal amount of hooks when we're fishing in the kelp. That's part of the deal. But working the fish out of the kelp really, really helps. And making sure your boat isn't deep into the kelp. Now, I don't have my beautiful assistant here today, so I have to keep flipping back and reading the questions. So here's another question. Okay. And this one's from, hold on. I don't have my beautiful assistant. So this one's from Angel. Why is it that the West Coast calls spinning reels coffee grinders and it's kind of looked down and frowned upon? And why do they not use surface irons anywhere but in Southern California? Well, let me, we'll, we'll answer the second question first, then we'll go back to the spinning reel question. So I've seen them use surface irons, but they're not as, they're not into the surface iron thing. First of all, the surface iron, and I'm sorry, I'm going to piss off a lot of people right here, but you know me, I'm always pissing everybody off anyway. I offend people every single day. The surface iron does not swim right when you're cranking it on a spinning reel. It just doesn't. The action's not right they're not set up for fishing that way i'm sorry i'm pissing off those of you that fish with spinning rods and reels but the action is made for that slow steady wind on the conventional and that way the lure gets to kick when you're spinning that spinning reel and it's going woo 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 that jig's not that surface iron isn't swimming correctly that's why they don't use them so much back east because the swimming action doesn't work now if you already figured out how to do it 
I'm not taking anything away from you. You're probably the greatest fisherman in the world. You can do it on a spinning reel. And I know you're the greatest fisherman in the world. I already know that. So just take a deep breath and relax. I know that you know more about it than I ever will. But surface action or surface irons are made to be fished on a conventional rod and reel setup. That's just how it's been since the beginning of time when Marty Salas and the boys at Taddy put these things together. They were all made to do it that way. And then back to your spinning reel thing, West Coast, East Coast, spinning rods and reels, we're never going to take anything away from any culture. I don't, I'm not here to embarrass anybody, but West Coast, we fish conventional reels. We fish conventional reels from bass reels to big giant reels. That's just how we've been, how it's been on the West Coast forever. My dad, I know that a lot of you watching have been in this way longer than my father. My father just started. He was kind of new. He started in 1947. And I didn't really get involved in the sport fishing industry until 74, 75. That's when I got out of junior high and I got involved in it. But I'll tell you, when I was a little boy, spinning reels were no bueno. My father never, ever let me touch one, never let me be a part of one, never let me have anything to do with them. It's just a West Coast uh, mindset, if you will. It doesn't mean it's right and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just the way it is. West Coast looks down on the spinning rod and reel. East Coast, that's what they fish. That's just how they do it. And it doesn't mean they're right and we're wrong. And it doesn't mean we're wrong and they're right. It's just the two cultures, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it has been since the beginning of time. I cannot cast a spinning rod and reel as far as I can cast a conventional. I just can't do it. Maybe if I had grown up using a spinning rod and reel, I could cast it as far as most guys can cast a conventional. But I'll tell you what, you get Danny Wade, you get Brandon Hayward, Todd Manser, Pete Grosbeck, Steve Lally, Billy Biagawa, Cubby, Paul, Casey Carter. You get any of these guys that grew up fishing with a conventional, you hand them a spinning rod. We don't, they, we don't even know which way to hold it let alone cast it. And we will have a casting contest all day, every day with the spinning rod guys. And we can throw it as far or farther than most of them. I'm just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just the culture on the, the West coast is totally different. Okay. We got another question here. We don't have a name. Oh, why? If you don't have a big enough bait well to chum heavy, what else can you use to chum? That's great, Wyatt, because I cover this on our website at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Marley's in the corner. Come over here, Marley. Look, look. Marley, look at what I got for you. Look. Come over here. He's just right on the edge. He wants to be in the show. Wyatt, what I teach everybody is get a chum bucket. They sell them at most fuel docks and a lot of the high-end tackle stores that have freezers sell chum buckets. Some, yeah, Darren, exactly. The war bait heads with the MC weedless plastics, that's your go-to back to the original question, but we're on Wyatt's right now. Get a chum bucket. And if you can't get a chum bucket, then whatever you have laying around, your old fish that are in the freezer, anything you have, chop it all up real fine, put it in a bucket, use it for chum, put some holes in the top of the bucket. Go to my website and look at the chum bucket deal that I made. I have a whole thing about how to use the chum bucket and it all plays in. And the chum bucket 
is going to help you because when you have that chum bucket off the back of the boat, all the jack smell and, and back east, the, all the smelter fish and all the other stuff that you guys have back there, when you start to get all that fish behind the boat, feeding on the little pieces of meat that are coming out of the chum bucket, that increases the prey density level. It's the same thing as throwing handfuls of bait in the water. What you're doing is you're increasing the prey density level. When you have all that feed going off the back of the boat, you have all those fish back there starting to eat that feed, that all of a sudden, even if the fish aren't hungry, a switch goes on in their head and they come right in and they want to eat. Plus yellowtail, white sea bass are super curious fish. When they see all their buddies out there feeding, they're going to come over to see what's all the commotion and they're going to come over and eat that bait with your hook in it, Wyatt, and you're going to be off to the races. All right. So there you go, Wyatt. All right, Eli. With whitefish now open and other species not, any tips on targeting whitefish? Yeah, this is a great. Okay, they're supposedly the fish and wildlife changing all these regs and trying to make it look all fluffy and all happy that they took away our rockfish. But uh, they're leaving the whitefish open. But I, the way it read to me is I don't think the whitefish are open either until uh, April 1st. But maybe I'm wrong because I'm not a very good reader. But to focus, to target on the whitefish, whitefish have a very small mouth. Even a 10-pound whitefish has a very, very small mouth. Most rockfish have a very big mouth, okay, kind of like me. So the whitefish, you're going to try to pin, and how we used to do it on the sport boats, put a number two or a number four hook, not a one-odd or a two-odd. Your saltwater guide is my website, your saltwater guide, gang. You'll never have to suck at fishing again. And I'm given 14 days free at the website. You get this with over 400 how-to videos at the website. You'll be very happy. But back to what we were talking about. So the whitefish has a very small mouth, very small pieces of squid, very thinly cut like a piece of spaghetti on a number two or a number four hook, not a one, two odd or four odd, a two or a four. They're very, very small. But the whitefish can get those in that little mouth of theirs, suck them right in, little piece of spaghetti for bait, and boom, you got whitefish, Eli. And that's going to help you tremendously. And... uh Okay, yeah, we'll do a Zoom meeting again. But here's the deal. If you want to learn how to use my website, on my website, everywhere on there, it says to call me. Call me, call me, call me. Gang, those of you that are watching right now, Darren, Casey, Cubby, Aaron, everybody, Glenn, everybody that's a member of my website, help me out here on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Let everybody know I answered the call. Every call. I talk to all of my members all the time. You're not bugging me if you call me. I want to help you navigate through. I want you to understand how it all works. I want you to be able to navigate through the website. What we've done at Your Saltwater Guide, the website, is we've built something that's unbelievable in the fishing community. No one's ever seen anything like this. I built a community of positiveness and friendliness and absolute sharing from all the members of the website want to share with you their success when they're out there on the boat. But here's the deal. 
There's other websites out there that people have tried to share their success and you get pummeled by a bunch of haters sitting in their underwear in their mom's basement that are just going to jump on you every time. There's a website. I can go over there right now and post on there. And the same people that have been hating on me for 15 or 20 years will jump right on the post I make. It's the funny. It's, it's, it's funny to me. Drives my wife crazy. I, I eat up everything. All the haters, I love them. I treat them super kind and nice. But here's the deal. Over on our website, the community we've built, we all share. When we go out and have a good day on our boats, we share everything. We share where we caught them at, what we caught them at. Good night, Cubby. Have a nice nap. Where we caught them at, what we caught them doing, how we caught them. We share everything. And then when you ask, we're more than happy to all jump in and help you to the fullest extent. And me, I will never let you down. If you're a member of our website, I will always be there for you. The only people that jump in the website and then jump out and don't like it is because they, their fear of calling me or their lack of ability to learn how to navigate the website. The website is built for you to help you to make sure that you have the greatest time on your boat out on the water. So that's what I would say. But what we'll do in February is we'll set up another Zoom call like we did before. Oh, good, Mike. I'm glad you got your shirt. You deserve it. You're a great, great member. You are a phenomenal member, and I appreciate everything you do for us every day, Mike. And something to remember, gang, on TikTok, you can give us diamonds. Over on Facebook, you can give us stars. On Instagram, you can give us badges. Gang, I appreciate everything. Marley, Marley. How cool is it when they give us gifts, when they give us diamonds or stars? Marley's stoked. Come get it. Come get it, buddy. I got some beans right here that he keeps looking at from over in the corner. Everything you guys give us, we appreciate. We really appreciate it. I'm here every day. This is the third year straight that we do this show, Monday through Friday. And now we've opened it up to text the show, which has opened up a whole new avenue. We still have a little bit of time, gang. Most of you don't have to get back to work for another half hour. I can answer your questions if you want to text them to me, 949-374-0786. You can text me right now. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have about fishing, any questions you have about raising a monkey, any questions you have about, I don't know, anything. You can text me, 949-374-0786. And... Uh, I think we kind of answered the questions we got ahead of time. Gang, if I didn't answer your question, send me a message real quick. Um, somebody wants to interview me on their podcast. Crazy. I think it's a better idea if you come on our podcast and talk. But here's the deal, gang. I'm here for you Monday through Friday. We put out three brand new videos every single day. Every single day, we put out three brand new videos that are all about fishing. That's what they're about. We put out three brand new videos every single day. Think of that. Every single day. My guy, Elliot, is an absolute, <laughs> he's a genius. He's a, it's, it's quite amazing how smart he is. But, okay, we got another question. 
where and what kind of bait can I catch in, uh, thank you, John Stanley. What kind of bait can I catch in Mission Bay? Well, here's the deal. Over there by the bait barge in Mission Bay, we used to be able to catch a lot of mackerel and it used to be really, really good. But now the problem is that those California sea lions are so thick in there by the bait barge, it's getting really tough. If you go into where Fiesta Village is and that big bay there, there's a lot of top smelt. And the way we do those things is we use a lot of bread. We'll put a bunch of bread in the water and they come and they eat the bread. You gotta, you gotta wad the bread up into little pieces though and drop it next to the side of the boat. If you throw bread out, all you're gonna do is get a bunch of seagulls. So you have to kind of be smarter than the seagulls and kind of break them into little pieces and sprinkle them right around next to the boat. Don't throw big chunks of bread in the water because all you're gonna do is get a bunch of seagulls to come around the boat. But you can get those jack smelt. You can also, you can get um, you can get that mackerel in there too. Chum bucket works phenomenal. Chum bucket works great. Glenn, I'll answer your question, but you got to text the show next time. I will answer your question in one second. But texting the show works better because Kelly said it's bad when I read the screen. And <laughs> So, I'm, I'm, but I'm reading the screen because Kelly's not here, so I can't get a spanking. But that's what you can catch at Mission Bay. That's that's the kind of bait you can catch there. And they got this bitchin' net. I don't know what you call it, but it's like a square. And uh, we like to lower it in the water and sprinkle the bread around and then slowly lift that square net up. And then the, the jacks metal will be caught in there. And I know one of my members knows what that net is called, but I don't know. Okay, here we go. Hey, Dave, Dana Point, Lobstering, best bait. Does depth matter? How to shake off seals? All right, you didn't leave your name, so I don't know who you are, but I would tell you right now, if you want to, Fernando, if you want to get this lobster thing down, you want to be a member of my website, bro. I give you every single thing you need to be successful to lobster fish. I give you all the spots. I give you the exact way to bait your hoops. I give you exactly how to, how to, uh, how to use your hoops, how to set them up. I take it down to the every last thing, how to put the carabiners on there for your hoops, how to put the bait tubes in your hoops, everything, Fernando. But you asked this question. The freshest bait you can get. I stop at the bait barge at Dana Point with my five-gallon bucket. I buy a half a scoop of bait. I have them pour it in the bucket. I use fresh sardines or anchovies, whatever they have at the barge. I use that bait. I only use it in a tube. I never put it in the cage because sea lions can see it and they'll eat it all day. And you're probably using cages. That's why you're asking how to shake the seals. Well, they're actually called sea lions. Seals don't bother us. We love seals. Sea lions are the enemy. They're the worst animal on the planet Earth. And then those bait tubes. And if you don't know, we got a piece of it on YouTube, but you need to be a member of the website, bro. It's just, it's too easy to go out there and knock the crap out of everything by being a member of the website, Fernando. So check out yoursaltwaterguide.com, bro. 14-day free trial. When we're done, Fernando, when I'm done with the show today, call me. I'll give you a 14-day free trial. You don't even have to do anything. You and I can set it up. 
just like I tell everybody, I'll set you up, get you all going on it, and you can see exactly how to do it and why. And, and you're going to catch more lobsters than you can ever imagine. I got plenty of clients over here that will talk about it. We got another. Um, Tim, what is the best speed to troll for yellowtail? All right. My thing is I like to slow troll for yellowtail using like a, um, using like, no, I don't use the Crowder, Josh. Sorry. It's a different thing. It's a square. It's a square and it's got wire. I, there I am reading again. Okay, listen, the best thing for trolling for yellowtail is to slow troll your mackerel and you put it in free spool and you keep your thumb on the spool and you troll it like a knot to a knot and a half, just barely moving along. If you got two engines, you take one out of gear or take turn one off and just keep one in gear and just barely moving through the water, knot and a half, maybe two knots at the most, slow troll for yellowtail. But if you're gonna use lures, Six and a half knots is the speed for yellowfin, for bluefin, and for uh, yellowtail. It works flawlessly. It works flawlessly, okay? Six and a half knots is the key. That's what I like to troll with. Now, those Mad Max, that's a whole different animal. 14 knots is the key, but we're talking about trolling for yellowtail. So there you go. So we got a couple more questions here. Questions are starting to come in like crazy now that I'm I don't know what, because Kelly's not here. So you guys are just burying me. Where is a good place to catch lobsters in Mission Bay? Okay, you didn't leave your name. Oh, John Stanley, I'm sorry. Okay, in Mission Bay, John, those break walls are like downtown, the very, what are you doing on the floor, Marley? Marley, get up, get up. Downtown is those break walls. Those break walls are downtown. The northern break wall, coming in around the corner, in towards the beach, all that area right there. The commercial guys can't fish that. That's only for the hoop netters. That's downtown. The inside, there are days where the harbor master or the harbor patrol decides they don't want you fishing on the inside. And then there's other days where they'll let you fish on the inside. I guess it all depends on, on uh, their mood. What I can tell you is there's a pretty good chance well, now I say that, and then they'll probably do it. But they're not going to write you a ticket. All they're going to do is ask you not to put them on the inside of the break wall. The outside of the break wall is downtown, hash brown. Okay, Glenn. Glenn has a 100-pound braid. What is the three lightest floros I can attach it so I don't have to change poles? Fishing from bluefin, dorado, and yellowtail. Glenn, when you're fishing with that 100-pound braid, you can put down... You can go down as far as uh, as far as um, 60, 60 pound floral. You can uh, you can put down 60, 80, 100. You can start adding heavier because the braided line, even though it says it's a hundred pound, it uh, hold on a second. Even though it says it's 100 pounds, it's not going to break at 100 pounds. That, that stuff's like like rope. It's going to, you can put heavier heavier floral carbon on it than the, than the uh, braid itself. You can put 200 pound floral on 100 pound 
braid. It's going to be just fine. I would not even think about changing the rod. I would see what's going on, how the bite is. You can drop down to 60. I'd go as low as 60 floral, and I'd go as high as 200 pound floral if I'm using a, a, a flat fall type of lure. All right. Hopefully that helps and answers your question. We got so many questions coming in now. It's crazy. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry that you're sick too, Glenn. Sorry about that. But I'll always be here for you to try to keep you entertained. Okay. Have you ever heard of someone trapping off the rocks, standing on the rocks and throwing the hoop? Here's the problem with that. When you go to pull it, you're going to pull it across the rocks. You're going to get it snagged on a rock. You're going to lose your stuff. Or if you don't, let's just say you got it. When it hits that first rock, it's going to dump the net over and dump all your lobsters out. It has to be a straight up and down pull with no obstruction. It can't hit a rock because the rock will roll it over and dump your lobsters out. You have to be straight up and down when you're hoop netting. It's super crucial. It really matters. Once you start to pull the net, you can kick the boat ahead a little bit, get a little angle on it. But if you are pulling that, pulling that thing up and it's hitting rocks, it's dumping all your lobsters out. So you don't want to do that. You want to, you can't do it on the rocks. Too many guys snag their stuff and lose it forever. So you want to make sure you don't do that. And then uh, let's see what else we got here. I think we're, that's about all the questions. So that's about it, gang. So thank you all very much. You have a great day. Share, make sure that... Uh, you're kind to each other. I will see you all Monday. Turn off the news or all lying. Don't forget, you got to stop by my store, get a shirt. That'll get you automatically entered into the contest to win the free trip. Thank you very much, everybody, for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Adios.